Welcome to the Corona at Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Tuesday of the 16th week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Show favour, O Lord, to your servants, and mercifully increase the gifts of your grace, that made fervent in hope, faith and charity, they may be ever watchful in keeping your commands. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Micah. With shepherd's crook, O Lord, lead your people to pasture, the flock that is your heritage, living confined in a forest, with a meadow land all around. Let them pasture in Bashan and Gilead, as in the days of old, as in the days when you came out of Egypt. Grant us to see your wonders. What God can compare with you, taking fault away? pardoning crime, not cherishing anger forever, but delighting in showing your mercy. Once more, have pity on us. Tread down our faults to the bottom of the sea. Throw all our sins. Grant Jacob your faithfulness and Abraham your mercy, as you swore to our fathers from the days of long ago. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, show us your mercy and love. Lord, show us your mercy and love. O Lord, you once favoured your land and revived the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the guilt of your people and covered all their sins. You averted all your rage. You calmed the heat of your anger. Lord, show us your mercy and love. Revive us now, God our helper. Put an end to your grievance against us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will your anger never cease? Lord, show us your mercy and love. Will you not restore again our life, that your people may rejoice in you? Let us see, O Lord, your mercy, and give us your saving help. Lord, show us your mercy and love. Alleluia, alleluia. All who love me will keep my words, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them. Alleluia.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus was speaking to the crowds when his mother and his brothers appeared. They were standing outside and were anxious to have a word with him. But to the man who told him this, Jesus replied, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Anyone who does the will of my Father in heaven, he is my brother and sister and mother. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What you're going to notice over the next couple of weeks is that there's going to be overlap between the lectionary from the Sunday cycle and the readings that we get on the weekdays. Now that's going to be a bit of a challenge for me, I suppose, you know, having to um, think of something new to say about the Gospels every single time. But um, but today we actually have a repetition of a Gospel that we had last week, um, and that was my fault. I can't blame the church for this one. Um, on Thursday we had the Feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and that's when we had this Gospel. And um, I, I threw in the readings for the feast day as opposed to the readings for the weekday, so... Um, so the fact that we have this gospel about who are my mother, sister and brothers, again, that one's on me. But it does give us an opportunity to talk about Mary again. And, and that's not a bad thing, I don't think. Now, this text is often cited as um, an argument against the perpetual virginity of Mary. Your mother and your brothers are outside um, would suggest that your mother has got a couple of other sons, at least. And not too many verses from this point, um, Jesus is going to visit Nazareth, uh, and his family are going to say, and, he, and the townsfolk are going to say, um, is not his mother the woman called Mary and his brothers, James and Joseph and Simon and Jude? It's starting to get pretty explicit here, and, and uh, the perpetual virginity of Mary seems to um, start to crumble a little bit. Well, first things first, um, when we go to the foot of the cross, Matthew makes it a little bit more explicit. He says this, And many women were there watching from a distance, the same women who had followed Jesus from Galilee and looked after him. Among them were Mary of Magdala, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. So uh, it might suggest that... Um, the Mary, who is the mother of James and Joseph, in fact, isn't the mother of Jesus, the same Mary, but a close relative or a close relation. At the resurrection, she also gets referred to as the other Mary, you know, to distinguish her from Mary Magdalene. So how do we pick through this mess? Well, I think it's important that... Uh, we interpret the words which are used in the scriptures according to the meaning which the words had at the time. And for them, the words brother and sister didn't have quite as narrow a meaning as, as we use them today. Like now, we would say, uh, my brother is the one who shares the same parents as me. You know, my brother is the son of my mum and dad. Uh, you know, my sister is the daughter of my mum and dad. Uh, and if that relation gets a little bit distant, we, we start to use a different word, you know. So if I share only one parent with 
my brother or sister. I call them my half-brother or sister. And those relations who are the sons and daughters of the brothers and sisters of my parents, I call them cousins. Uh, And if I look at the children of my brothers and sisters, I call them my nieces and nephews. It seems, though, that the Semitic cultures aren't quite so fussy about those kinds of distinctions um, and would often refer to their extended family as well as, as brothers and sisters. And I think this is something that's still quite familiar in a lot of Middle Eastern cultures. Um, I was speaking to an Iranian friend uh, about this very topic, and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. We use brother and sister for all sorts of different people. Um, and I, I think there's something familiar about this as well in our own culture. Um, those who are a little bit older might remember, you know, calling the neighbours down the street auntie and uncle. I mean, back in the day, um, you know, kids would never refer to adults by their first names as as has become so much more common today, but would give them a familial title. You're closer than Mr. and Mrs. down the street, your Uncle Ken or Auntie Bonnie, even though you share no blood relation. There's a bit of all of that going on in the Gospels. But I think what's interesting here is that in this very instance, Jesus is expanding the idea of mother, brother and sisters to include those who do the will of the Father in heaven. In other words, he reveals that in him, in Jesus, God is establishing a new human family. A human family that's not based on biology, but on the spirit, on the reality of fulfilling the will of the Father. Now, for starters, that's Mary. Mary is the one who prayed with her whole heart, be it done unto me according to thy word. Mary is the one who fulfills the Father's will time and time again. And so she's not just mother in the order of biology. That's not the only relation that she has to Jesus. She has this spiritual relationship with Christ as well as the one who fulfills the will of the Father in heaven. But... We too are being drawn into that same intimacy, into that same familial bond with Jesus. That having his father as our father, as he teaches us to pray, and praying that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that this establishes in Christ a new family, a new relationship, a new beginning. I think it's worth taking a moment of um, personal prayer, a bit of of reflection, to imagine Jesus looking at us, at, at you and me, and saying, you are my brother, you are my sister, to see how closely he unites us to his Father because he has taught us how to follow the will of the Father, to consider that we now share his mother, because he has called us his sisters and his brothers. And that we now look towards each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, the first letter of St. John uh, makes an interesting point. He says, well, if, if we have become brothers and sisters in Christ, and if we have been made sons and daughters of the Father, it means that in Christ then, He bestows upon us 
an inheritance. If you belong to the family, you get a share in the family wealth. And the wealth of this family is the kingdom of heaven. But not just that. If you've been made a brother or sister in Christ, then you don't just receive his father, you also receive his mother as your mother. Mary's perpetual virginity doesn't mean that her motherhood has become fruitless. In fact, in Christ, Mary's motherhood has become the most fruitful because she has taken us as her sons and daughters. Um, And, you know, we entrust ourselves to her motherly care. What a relief it is that the family of Jesus isn't just denoted by biology, but instead by the presence of the Spirit and the accomplishment of the will of the Father. If Jesus' brothers were only James and John and Simon and Jude, if Jesus' sisters were only the ones who were biologically related to him, we'd all be in big trouble. So let's lay claim to our sonship, our daughtership, and pray the Our Father together once more. Let's take Mary as our mother, knowing that we have her son as our brother. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. 
help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.